to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. yoga today you know oh no it's fucking what am i thinking about it's not even fucking yoga it's fucking uh pound did you pound a chick <laughs> no i didn't pound a chick i pounded the floor with some drumsticks what do you think you're neil perk you're a fucking pussy you don't know how to play fucking drums that's true but dude why are you so fucking hateful tonight i uh, i didn't take my best yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you fucking jerk off. Anyway, uh, no, I did the pound of pour, and uh, pound of pour is basically the most intense fucking cardio activity you'll get for your lower extremities, mm-hmm. and you play fucking drums, which is probably pretty fucking cool. That's and then you awesome. you drink beer afterwards. So you hear someone talking with me right now. Hello. This is Brett, and we are live, live. La 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 la. Yes. Can I do the Johnny Carson thing? Yeah, go ahead. Live from Eureka Hunts, it's the Ragman Show. Nice. We have three people clapping, thank you. <laughs> All four. four, we have four now. So. Hey, there we go. Anyway, um, it's the Ragman Show, episode six, and I want to bring my bud Britt in. Hello. And Britt is my favorite beer tender in town. No offense, Emma. Whoa. No, no. <laughs> You're like co-favorite beer tenders. Let's say this. And then I have Jade over at Brash. If y'all know yes. Jade. Jade's, yeah, a Jade's shit. Jade's lovely. Jade is lovely. She is a shit. So. Oh, yeah. Jade will never bad listen. bad bitches. We're bad bitches in the yeah, industry. All, they're all chicks, man. Yeah, all my yeah. fa- Well, I like Adam, too. Y'all know Adam? Adam? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Steve from Great Heights is my boy, too. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, is Mike. Mike is also I like the Mike lead too. singer of Holy, Holy Hell. Hell. Yes. Amazing band, yeah, most definitely. So, hey, actually, uh, Britt, so you were the first female co-host Ooh. on my show. Hey, this is an all-boys crab. Yeah, I have a vagina, and it's pretty. 
John, come on, get a hold of yourself. Why are you in a booth inside the brewery? Fuck, I don't know. That's weird. So John's in a small booth, actually an office back there, because he's not allowed near children. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's okay. not. So it's, <laughs> it's a long story. Oh, Lord. And it involves me wearing a duck. Wow. Uh, All right, John. Yeah, he, <laughs> John actually wears a white beater and a jock around town. So. Oh, wow. Had some legal issues over yeah. the years. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. I've done that once or twice in my heyday. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I wanted to bring Britt in. She and I have become friends, really good friends, I think, over the last month or two yep. uh, since I moved to the area yes, that I live exactly. in called the Heights, and Emma as yes. well. Uh, local cowboy fan as well hey, even though they yep. how about them boys they suck dick this year yes, they did they and did. we all know this and it was not pretty hey i've went for one i will to their defense uh, i've never been a cowboys fan even though i'm born and raised in houston texas i will say that they really came through the last couple games of course it was a dollar late or do- day short dollar late dollar something. late dollar short. dollar late day short day- dollar late. oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> thank you emma yep uh-huh. <laughs> But I will say that props to them, though. They did, did, did good good, yeah. But good. that said, I want to bring Britt on because we had some really cool, candid conversations. Mm-hmm. She's a music fan. Yes, sir. She loves beer. Oh, yes. And, I mean, we, we, talk, we talk porn. We oh, talk yeah. about anything. Oh, yeah. So nothing's yeah. off the table. That's so right. So I want to bring her in and uh, talk. Actually, one of the things I asked her about was this was a few weeks ago. About relationships, what's the worst fucking breakup? And I'll share mine with you mm-hmm. uh, if you share yours I'm with me. I most definitely. Oh, so, you want me to go first? Yeah, ladies you can. first. Uh, me? You want me to go? Uh, huh? Ladies first. Okay, okay. So, worst relationship. Okay. So, I was married. I am now a divorcee, which, hey, hey, divorcees. I uh, feel sexier than I've ever felt in my life. But I will say I was married for nine years. Uh, I got married very young. Um, was in a very centered relationship with my ex-husband where I was married. I was a wife, first and foremost, had a job. I was also full-time, but my family life came first. Uh, devoted nine years of my life to that relationship, and the, pretty much the whole time uh, he was seeing other women. And, uh, you know, I kind of let it go because after when you're 21, you get in a relationship, it's hey, uh, you're young, you're you're still finding your way, testing the waters, kind of thing. And then um, after several years, it almost took me seven years to finally leave that relationship. And then it lasted three more years after I made that decision. So let me ask you this: Why did it last three more years? Uh, I think it was the familiarity. When you're in a relationship for a long time, it, and especially when you're young, that's all you know. I'm also an orphan, so I don't have family. So it was very hard to leave with the person that I knew very well. But obviously I didn't know him too well because, you know, Right, but another question for you is, is part of it is like you can't do better than this, than that person? I know there's familiarity. I mean, I, I speak from uh, experience yeah. as well because yeah, I was married 26 yeah. years. But my thought is, and what I went yeah. through was like, fuck, if I leave this woman mm-hmm. that I've been married to for 26 mm-hmm. years, is it, will I find someone else? Mm-hmm. I know we'll be happy. Yeah. But is, I mean, fuck, I was out of the dating scene for fucking 30 years or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, 26 years, mm-hmm. 27 years, whatever. Yeah. How does it work now? And I was scared when I left, mm-hmm. but 
straw that broke the cable's back, so to speak, was her cheating on me and yeah. my daughter mm-hmm. finding it, right? Oh, so, no, no. So, is is that part of what you went through? It was like, well, fuck, I don't know. I this is familiar. This is what I know. I know he's a bad dude, but he's not that bad a dude. Or I, I think it was just sheer convenience. Since I knew the guy. Yes, convenience. I get that. I knew him. I knew that uplift, uprooting my life, which was nine years of the same thing every single fucking day. I think uh, after a while, I just kind of like kept rolling with the punches, regardless if it was good bad, negative, positive. I just kept going with it. And then one day I just woke up because I turned 30. Literally, I turned 30 and I divorced him. I filed for divorce when I turned 30. Fuck and yeah. I was like, I'm not starting another fucking decade with this guy. Yeah, good and for you. And that was a big decision for me. Could I do better? Uh, most definitely. I mean, have you seen? You can't see me, but I look good, okay? <laughs> Bye, Emma. I love you. Bye, Emma. <laughs> So, uh, no, turned 30 and new new uh, phase in my life. And, yeah, uh, I have yet to look back. I haven't talked to him since then. And I believe he's now with a 26-year-old and two kids. But now he has, like, five or six altogether. Fuck. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. no. I left, I left in, in good standing with myself. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, man. Very good. There you <laughs> go. Sweet. So, what was your you? weirdest break so that was your marriage mm-hmm. what was what is your strangest breakup story like the weirdest shit that you you broke up you're like what the fuck just happened and maybe you were a little nervous afterwards or well the, the actual guy that i was just seeing i'm not gonna name names but i will say i did get in a relationship what, with it wasn't john right no <laughs> hey, i'm on the way hey you wish john <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it was uh, somebody who had just recently broke up with. Um, I knew getting into the relationship he was by, and happy birthday, love. Um, I knew that he was by, and every- nothing's wrong with that. Everything is fine. I like a little diversity, which I believe is an old, old wooden ship, uh, to quote Ron Burgundy. But um, no, uh, it was it was good for a little while, and then I just saw some things I wanted um, a little bit different. And I don't ask anyone to change because no one changes. Right. You can't ask somebody to change who they are, but you can say, "Hey, can you improve in this area, or you know, just work on this area a little bit?" He was a little too feminine for me. Got you. I, I Got like, you. I like if I'm gonna be with a man. I want you can you fuck dudes all you want. I don't care, but still be like the manly man that I'm. Be a man. Name. Yeah. You know, some hair on your chest. Hey, oh, yeehaw. I don't know. But yes, um, so we broke up, and I have actually been living him, with him for the past seven months, broken up in the same apartment. This mirrors your marriage a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to see that. But thankfully, the past four years, I'm 34, I'm almost 35. At least the past four years, I've gone through little stints of relationships. Nothing too serious. Everything out on the table. Um, very, like, clear guidelines, you know? Yeah. And they haven't lasted long, long, which is good, because I'm just having fun. But, uh, no, I, we broke up, and then uh, living together has been a whirlwind. Guys, girls coming over constantly, you know? Uh, it's just, like, I'm just ready. So, I'm, yeah. that's the weirdest one I've... Yeah. Yeah, because... You know the dude that you're with at one point. Right. It's fucking you, but then he's fucking dudes now, and then also fucking chicks. You got one girl coming over. They want to be, they want to be your friend and inquire about him. And then they're sitting on my couch with their their mushiness. And then you got the guys that 
they're just a delight. They're wonderful. They just want to come in. They're they're in and out. Like so, it's no conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and with not, not to say anything negative about you know gay guys or whatever, yeah, but it, are, was it just booty calls or was it more relationship stuff? Well, I think it was more of and uh, honestly, I think he's just straight up hoeing out in his hoe phase. He's he is also younger than me. Mm-hmm. He's four years younger. So, um, well, that dick was looking for places to hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what I say. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, no, it was just like the toss-up. It was, con- it was consistent. And, um, you know, I've had my fun since we've broken up. But at the same time, it was just an, it was a lot to deal with going back and forth. Yeah. Girls, girls and guys are completely different. Right. When it comes to hookups or booty calls or whatever you want to call it, girls, if, they're, if they know that was your ex-boyfriend and you're still living with them, they are going to want the deets. Oh, yeah. The, the inquiry. Why are y'all? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, what's, what's this guy like, you know? And I'm like, no, I, it's not going to be that easy for you. It wasn't easy for me. Sure. I'm going to make it easy for you. you. You have to find out for yourself. They have to make decisions on their own. So, yeah, that, I think that, would, that would probably be the weirdest one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well. My, I, I think I might have you Trump just Oh, ahead. shit. Tell me. <laughs> but I wasn't with her as long as you were with your guy. Mm-hmm. So I broke up with the one I'm with now. Mm-hmm. And our, we broke up. Actually, she broke up with me. So who cares? But anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Rebound Girl. I think Rebound Girl. Uh-huh. I, was, I got back on the apps. Uh-huh. The apps are, I mean, for an older guy, you got to do the apps. It's, everything's different now. The pandemic and everything yes, it's all fucking apps there's yeah. tender there's match whatever uh-huh. Bum- so what is it bumble 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 yeah or something bumble bumble uh, jerk off tree jerk off tree i haven't heard of that one <laughs> well, let me know send me the deets <laughs> so anyway i meet i meet this lady and mm-hmm. you know, we're talking and stuff mm-hmm. and then we we meet and then like it's like a month or five weeks after my relationship with a woman that truly loved mm-hmm. first woman I've loved since I'd uh, gotten divorced of course that's, well that's I met another woman I had feelings for but that's another story but another still, time it's, it's, it's you know, soft yeah. so everything was good but it was weird the whole relationship was kind of sketchy mm-hmm. because she was separated for like three years yeah. but when I dropped her off at her house I had okay. to park down the street oh no yes 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 and then She's like, oh, I don't want my kids to see you. I'm doing her accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody knows Ragman can't date white women. <laughs> or she was a white woman. She's from somewhere else, right? So, um, so anyway, long story short, mm-hmm. it got to the point. And I will tell you this. This was the most interesting thing of my life. Mm-hmm. My lifetime. I've been on this earth for a long time. Mm-hmm. 55 years. Mm-hmm. I don't look my age. No, you do not. Fuck it. Yeah, you look 75, you old fuck. John, Fuck quit you, John. it. Yeah, Fuck you, quit dude. it. Um, You're gorgeous. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, I felt like a sex object. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have the emotional connection. Uh-huh. But she wanted to fuck. Yeah. A lot. Okay, and I, DTF. I, I always good. thought that would be fucking cool. I was yeah. like, it's really cool, but I'm just old school. I need the emotional yeah, connection. Yeah, like the put your leg on my leg so we can go to kind of sleep. Right, right, right. Thing, right, know? right. So yeah. I kind of felt like that. And then she told me one time, she said, Okay, you want to know anything about me, you have one time to ask. Oh, shit. (laughs) After this time you ask, if you don't ask every question you want, then you don't ask again. I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Jesus Christ. Uh, And was she 
what, what was what was the background? Kind of Russian ish. Yeah, okay. Latvian, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eastern yeah. European. Okay, okay. And only white girl had, well no, it's been two. Everybody knows Ragman's getting Asian fetish. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, so anyway, we break up. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking weird. She was like, I told her, I found my out. Mm-hmm. I'm too nice a guy, I think. And I'm like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or whatever, but I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair for me to lead her on mm-hmm. if I'm not feeling the emotional connection. Right. I don't see this going anywhere because there's so many yeah. fucking mysterious things. I think yeah. the ex-husband lived in the house. Oh, jeez. Still. Yeah. She wouldn't fucking tell me. I didn't, never had the one night of questions. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah, and that's just fun. one night. Like, uh, somebody says that, I'm like... Well, shit. Well, give me a minute. Yeah. Because let me go write a list and now, and I can ask them all right now. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm like, this is my one chance. And yeah. I told her, she goes, "You're ready." I'm like, "Dude, got to compile a list. Yeah. You've given me a, you've thrown down the gauntlet. It's yeah. a one-time event." Yeah. So anyway, we break up, and I found my out. It's like she was always, like, "You're too busy for a girlfriend." Blah 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 blah. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I told her, I said, "You know what? It's not fair to you." And I, I thought about what you said. I'm mm-hmm. too busy for a girlfriend. I have mm-hmm. my concerts. Mm-hmm. I get my run clubs. Yep. I have breweries I like to go to. Yep. I do my thing. Uh-huh. And then she didn't accept that. So she chewed me out one night. And I was with customers. I was working. What? And, my, and I took the phone call. My buddy's like, ah, go ahead, go ahead. He's, he's my friend. Yeah. But my customer. Yeah. And he laughed at me and gave me so much shit, still does to this day, about how she was chewing my ass out. Uh, so you, she, he heard the, yeah, the conversation. Yeah. Ooh. He told his colleague, I don't, I've never been chewed out that hard from my wife that I'm still married to. No, no, that's just some girl buddy. he's dating. Ooh. Right, right. So anyway, we break up. And she was very athletic. She liked to run. She liked to do these exercises. So, so I mentioned Pound and Pour at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she told me about it. Mm-hmm. And so, there's a pound of pork class at Ingenious, mm-hmm. a brewery here in town. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, man. Well, she shows how fucking awkward would that be? Mm-hmm. Right after we broke up that uh-huh. same week, mm-hmm. my friend Trudy's like, no, no, no. We got your back. She's not going to show up. It's going to be too awkward. She won't do that. She I was like, up, are you sure? She? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, so, we, we get in there, and we're all set up first time. And as soon as the class starts... She walks in, goes to the front of the class, Ooh. fucking kills it, of course. Of course, yeah. Because she knows it. Uh-huh. But I'm looking at my friend Trudy, and she's looking at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, I told you. I told you to go fucking show up. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, so long story short, we end the class. I'm like, fuck, this is awkward. Let me just get this over with. I'll get a beer. We'll yeah. talk. And yeah. just say, you know, it's not right. Uh-huh. I walk by her. I was like, hey, how are you? She goes, Hello. She knew you were going to be there. Oh, yeah, she knew yeah, it. Yeah, that's that, that's that. Oh, hi. Like, you weren't watching me already? Yeah. Right. Hello. So she goes to my friend Trudy afterwards, hugs her. She's only met her one time. Uh, and acts like she's best friends, gave her her course. beer ticket. Of course. And leaves. Didn't say a word to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, I dodged a bullet. But I was scared because she parked next to my vehicle. Oh, come on. I'm fucking serious. I'm like, my tires are done. There's no. no tires left. I'm no. fucked. I'm, my car's keyed. Shut well, up. I'm thinking this. I'm oh, thinking okay. Oh, so I'm being paranoid. Yeah. I'm being paranoid. Mm-hmm. So I tell Trudy, I was like, Trudy, can you go check and see what's going on? Mm-hmm. She goes, she's sitting in her car. Mm-hmm. Fuck. What, am I, what, what, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. I'm not going out there. Mm-hmm. And then finally she leaves. Uh-huh. When she leaves, 
sigh. Yes. Let's get beers. We're drinking and stuff like that. So when we go to leave, there is a bag on the top of my roof. A Victoria's Secret bag. Oh, really? Yes. And all the girls, so is I don't think there's, I was the only dude there that day. And all my girlfriends. (laughs) Not girlfriends, but friends are girlfriends. Right, right, right. So they're like, oh my God, they're all, everybody fucking beelines out. Uh Like three or four women with Mm -hmm. me and. They're like, Alan, get it, get it, get it, get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Ragman. Who's this fucking Alan guy? It's weird. <laughs> um, I grabbed the bag. It's some lingerie I bought her, a coffee mug, and a bottle of wine that she said she was going to give my daughter. Like, here's your shit. Fuck you. Bye. Are you, well, one, I would have kept the fucking lingerie. And two, how dare you put it on the roof of my fucking car? What? That was weird. You would have kept the lingerie? Of course I would have fucking kept the lingerie. But I'm a dude. Who's, I can't wear that. You know why she, she did that? She wore it for like five minutes. It's it's a kick to the face. Because there, there are some things about females, not all females, but ones that are bruised. Bruised uh-huh. in meaning in the sense, let me clarify bruising of a woman's ego the ones that are high in their ego yeah that and something doesn't work out and you break it off it's like oh yeah i'm gonna go like i would never go to a place with knowing that my ex-boyfriend goes there maybe a year or something later after that but right afterwards no and then park right next to the car it's all signs that she's mad and upset and and disappointed you didn't follow through with her games and her ways. Right, right. So that was like a fucking, that's like goddamn Shakespeare right there. The, the, <laughs> the broken bitch's heart. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's my weirdest story. Mm-hmm. You know what though, Brittany? Mm-hmm. I'm very thirsty. So, Mr. G, will you play us a song, sir? I can't open nothing. All I can do is clink this glass with Britt, and we're drinking the same beer. Mm-hmm. So Brittany works at the brewery, so she can give a little bit more color. So we got New Year to Me, which mm-hmm. is probably my favorite beer yes. of all time most at definitely. Eureka Heights. Most definitely. So Brittany, mm-hmm. give us the goods. Yes, most on definitely. You. This is actually our favorite here as all the staff at Eureka. New Year New Me is a double hazy. So it's going to be lots of abundance of tropical citrus, lots of pineapple and peach and grapefruit, and lots of hot, double hot, very smooth for the ABV, but it is the most delicious beer. It's pretty much orange juice for the adult, an adult <laughs> nice. orange juice, very tasty, very smooth drinking. Okay, so let's rate the appearance. So uh-huh. like Britt said, it's a very nice, it's very hazy, golden. Yeah. Yep. A little bit of lacing, yep. and it's six on the glass, which yep. is nice. I like uh-huh. that when a beer does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, aroma, let's smell it. Oh, what yeah. do you smell? Uh, you grapefruit. Smell, 
You I smell, smell the grapefruit? I smell grapefruit and I smell pineapple. Little tinges of pineapple, but not pineapple, the actual part of the pineapple. Right. Pineapple rind. Gotcha. Like the thing, if you were to smell a pineapple, which might be weird to some people if you go to the grocery store, smell the pineapple. That's yeah. how you know when it's sweet. You slap a watermelon when you want to when you want to get a good watermelon. You slap it. How much hollowness and how much echo is, the sweeter it is. That's slapping ass, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. He threw you off your game. I You're know. like, what the fuck just yeah, happened? I know. He I does like, that. I'm sorry. It's his God thing. God damn it, John. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's clink these. Take our taste. Yes, sir. I kind of know where this is going. Sancha. Very juicy, ah. very creamy. Oh, yes. A little uh, bitterness on the uh -huh. back end, like a Just grapefruit a little, peel or uh -huh. something like that. Definitely grapefruit very nice. peel. Yep, a little bit of coriander in there. Very yummy. I think I would give it a four. What would you give it out of a four rating? One to four. Four rating? Oh, four most definitely. John I would say five just for, to CYA, but yeah. Five. <laughs> so we, we do four on the show. That's the top notch. So, so you, you can hear the horns. John's playing those. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So we're going to play a tune real quick. Um, you want to pick a tune? I would love to. You pick a tune. All right. Uh, let's do some Nine Inch Nails. Okay. What song you want to go with? Head Like a Hole. Head Like a Hole. Head Like a Hole, baby. Let's do it. Hell yeah. We're going to talk music now. We've talked beer. We've talked relationships. Mm -hmm. We could talk porn. We don't know oh, what's going to happen here. I'm always down for a little bit of porn. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, Britt is younger than the, the ragman here. And uh, just kind of curious about your upbringing. So, you're like, you're 35. I'll be 35 in August. And you're a, what, is, what style is your, what is your go-to style of music? Are you all over the map? Well, uh, with parents that were young when they had me in the 80s, um, my mom is a Chicago Irish, uh, came over in the eight, uh, early 70s. My dad is a first generation um, American from Monterrey, Mexico. And an overabundance of cocaine in the 80s, you know that shit was good, so <laughs> they're out popped me. Uh, so I was raised on a lot of hair metal. Okay, Poison, cool. great white, rat, Warrant. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I, I believe my dad and my mother's brother had a hair metal band called Black Tear. I don't know that. Uh, my uh, uncle could do that. What? 
<laughs> like that was nice. family reunions all the time. Uh, so a lot of hair metal. Um, I have a question then. Before yes. we you move on. Oh yeah. Favorite hair metal band and can we'll we'll pick a song. Doesn't matter. Ooh. I'll pick the song. You tell me your favorite hair metal band. I'll pick a song to play. Okay. Um. Shit. I will say. You're on the spot. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say probably poison. Poison for yeah, real. Yeah, I'm gonna say poison. Yeah, because I'm a big Motley Crue fan too, but I'm only a big Tommy Lee fan. That, That's it. You just yeah. like Tommy. Uh, you don't like anybody else in the band. I do like the other ones in the band, but Tommy Lee knows how to fucking play drums. Oh yeah, I mean, you that got man it. is amazing. That is uh, other than Neil Peart, that is yeah. my favorite drummer. Yeah, and Neil John Bonham, of course, but. They're all different calibers of music, so sure, it's sure. hard to differentiate. Oh, yeah, for sure, for but sure. definitely. As far it. as, like, hair metal, hard rock guys, I will, I'll, I'll put one on you that's okay. better. Okay. Rod Morgenstein from Winger. Oh, shit. You know Rod Morgenstein? I, 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 Fuck, I, I, he was I mean, like I a jazz it. drummer. He was in Dixie Drags. Amazing fucking drummer. Well, you drummer. know jazz drummers are the best because yeah. they have a whole different technique and style and, right. up, uh, like, uh, teaching. Because you sure. get the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's good shit. So we're gonna go poison. So let me. You want me to pick the song? You want? Do you have a favorite poison song off the top of your head? If, Not off the bat. How about uh, what's that song? Ride the wind, never gonna stop again. Ba, 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 ba. You know what? Why don't we instead? Let's do Doctor Feelgood by Motley Crue. Okay. Let's just do that one. Okay. Cause that that's the shit. Let's do it. That's the shit. Doctor Feelgood. crew mm-hmm. what do you think do you know john five, five. so john five plays in, in i talked about this last show so he's plays in he played with manson for a while he's with oh, rob shit. zombie oh, as his major guitar player now that mick mars the original guitar player for crew can't play our tour 
he's got this bone disease where oh, it's no. like Ichabod Crane. Oh, yeah, yeah of yeah. course, yeah. They've enlisted John 5 to go on this tour this year. Wow. So I think John 5 is overrated, but I think he'll do well in Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. But you're not familiar with him, so we'll like... I would definitely have to look up to give my opinion on it. But hey, I mean, look at Dio. Look at Dio. Oh, I tell you, okay. I know Dio. Dio. I know Dio. Dio came in and took over Ozzy when Ozzy moved on. So, I mean, that's a fucking big deal. So, it might it, it might need some work. But uh, even, or not uh, aside from hair metal, um, the guy that take, took over from Lane Staley and Alice in Chains. Yes. yes. At, uh, okay, love Alice in Chains. I'm a big fucking fan. But I will say, the lead singer, he's good. But he's a great karaoke singer. Yeah, yeah, just like the guy in Journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't beat fucking Steve Perry. I mean, those, those no. wine pipes. Come on, fuck now. yeah, man. Fuck yeah. The world in the sky is on yeah. <laughs> Look at you, singing your ass um, off tonight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Steve fucking Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Augury. That took over for Perry. I don't know if you know him. He was, uh, he was a, found on YouTube, wasn't he? No, he was uh, in a band called Tall Stories it, in it, the uh, early nineties. Is it the tiny guy? No, this no. is this is no. We're getting to that. Okay. And then there's a guy named Jeff Scott Soto. This thing with Eve Malmstein. He's with uh, Sons of Apollo now. Mm-hmm. Talisman, big international following. They fucked him. And then they got a karaoke a karaoke singer, Arnel Pineda, off YouTube. Oh wow! Oh wow! There were yes. so many. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm why a is, huge Journey fan. Why is Steve Perry not singing anymore? There's some bad blood. Really? Yeah, yeah. Basically, they said uh, he didn't feel the camaraderie with them and thought it was his business and just like fuck um, off. I can understand that point. But now I don't think he has the range he used to have. Uh, yeah. And that's part of it as well, mm-hmm. which is sad. I wish him and Neil Sean would do something cool. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. But I mean, freaking return back and like you have some years to, I think just some time off to those badass musicians. They have they get hyped on little things yeah. that are kind of insignificant. I I understand the camaraderie things like that. You want to be like unison with your group and stuff. But man. You know how important the music is to us people, oh. us fans. It was a, it wasn't even that. I just remembered it was a physical ailment he had. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Okay. And they wanted to tour, and he said, "I can't tour." So they said, "Well, fuck you, bye." Well, and that's got how much someone they, else. That, that's how they make all their money. Is right. By touring. Yeah. So. That's unfortunate. I don't know if they said, "Hey, as soon as you're done, we're just gonna have a scout on tour," and then. I think it hurt his feelings enough where he said, fuck you, uh, I'm not yeah. coming back. Uh, yeah. And he had been back since. They did the Hall of Fame thing, but he didn't sing with them. Oh, man. A sucks. few years back, so yeah. kind of sad. Yeah, kind of sad, it really so. is. Well, then, I, I, then I second his camaraderie because you, you give your spiel or your you know your insight and, hey, you do have an ailment and things like that, which right. I was unaware of, and they still go on. That's Okay, well, then that just puts proof in the pudding. Right, you know? right, so, right. Yeah. But we'll interest, <laughs> interesting, you brought up Alice in Change, yes. and I don't know, I forget the new guy's name, but I've seen them live, and they yes. sound fucking amazing they live, but yeah. they're boring as fuck. Is that and a thing? Lane Staley was a, a frontman. This new guy just gets up there, he, mm-hmm. I think he plays guitar a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, fuck, I'm just watching a bunch of guys sit up on stage mm-hmm. doing nothing. Lane just, Staley was the ideal 
artist where you can put he can put all his pain yeah into passion and make us feel us fans people that listen to him feel like accepted because there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of shit going on whether it's drug a drug abuse um or depression he was that one person that could sing through you yeah you know his his pain was our pain you could feel it even with the unplugged versions mtv unplugged the Alice in Chains Unplugged was amazing, you know? And there were times that you could see him just, from where he started, like, uh, like for instance, River, River Deceit, you know? From there, you just saw the deterioration, but it made us love him more. Because yeah. he kept going, despite his, you know, things that were going on in his personal life. But there will never be an Alice in Chains without... Out, uh, without Lane Staley. That Jar of Flies record. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. probably one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I love Dirt, but Jar of Flies, forget about it. That's mm-hmm. so cool. It's so yep. uncharacteristic of what the band was. Mm-hmm. It showed how versatile they could oh, be. Oh, definitely. I love that record. Yep. Very cool. I've tried doing Down in a Hole on ukulele because I'm a ukulele player. Really? Uh, it's a little softer and more melodic, but I will say it's fucking awesome. Fuck Down in yeah. a Hole... Um, them bones was actually the first song I played and sung on karaoke at karaoke. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. I went to Darwin's pub here in Houston. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I had like maybe like there was probably like eighteen to twenty five people, right? Yeah. Couple guys at the bar. One had a braid down his back with a leather vest, and I started. The song came on, and he goes. You know, that kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he turned around and just pointed at me at the stage, and I was like... Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. It's good stuff. <laughs> so, this is interesting, because I have some friends that are younger, mm-hmm. 30s-ish, or 35, 40, whatever. Uh-huh. And one of my closest friends is into pop punk and some of that stuff. Yeah. So, I want your evolution. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because of your upbringing with your folks. Oh, yes. Which, unfortunately, they're close to Ragman's age. Mm-hmm. Ragman doesn't act his age, as you know, because mm-hmm. I'm in here a lot. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so you started hair metal, and then you went into the 90s genre yep. with the grunge stuff. Yes. Um, I was a little too young to actually experience the real state of grunge. Uh-huh. I was a little too young for it. Uh, I was probably seven years old when uh, Nirvana really hit its peak, uh, 95 that's when they were really known, even though they started like 89. Uh, 90 I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, 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 no. So all. I got to ask you. So you love Nirvana? We love Nirvana. Okay. So how about your parents? Or who was the bigger music person, influencer in your life, your mom or your dad? My parents didn't give me a lot as a child, but I will say they did give me a lot of music. And uh, my mom was more of the darker music. My dad was more into Foreigner, uh, Aria Speedwagon. He loved his hair metal as well, but the the, the soft rock. You oh, know, so Chicago, your mom was more Alice hair metal. Alice in Chains. Right, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. She really dug into that. Oh, so she liked yes, Nirvana. Okay, yeah. okay. Because she's close to my age. Yeah, she uh, she was born in 70, so she, I think she, I haven't talked to my mom in 15 years. But she's probably in her 50s at this point. I okay. can't do the math now, but Got yeah. Got you. Yeah, you're very yeah. close, very yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Just knowing a little bit of math on my own. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> But um, interesting, mm-hmm. because when Nirvana hit... Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the heart of heavy metal, mm-hmm. the beginning days. 
late 70s, 80s, all that jazz, right? Uh So when Nirvana killed my music, I fucking hated them. I was bitter. I was pissed off. I'm like, what? Who the? Where the fuck did you guys come from? Mm-hmm. And why are you fucking with my bands? Mm-hmm. Because that said, hair metal was so saturated at the uh-huh. point in the early '90s mm-hmm. that it was like something's got to change. And record people, record execs yeah. saw that mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, let's get rid of the shit and find something new to put in there. And they found Nirvana, and to their credit. They killed it, and they did well. Well, you also know, like, for instance, if you look at Nirvana, their upbringing, he was 25, 20-plus 20 in the early 90s, right? Their, his parents, what were they coming out of? What age were they coming out of? They were coming out of 60s, yeah. 50s, 60s. If they had him in their 20s or 30s, they were coming out of 50s, 60s. Beatles, things like that, which is, I think, believe Kurt Cobain. I'm not going to quote... But I believe Kirk Cobain came from a big upbringing of Beatles and things of that nature. Yeah, there, there's some influence there. Yes. I could hear so it. So with that, they're also coming out of way different age of day. Like, you come from an upbringing where it's very, you know, uh, very uh, very strict. You know, you're the 60s mod where they're like, uh, there's a husband who works, the wife who, you know, yeah. the, you know stays Cookie home and cutter. things like that. American so, yeah. being a teenager as Kurt Cobain in the '70s and seeing the the, uh, the evolution of music, whether it was Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, whoever it was, they're coming out of that, and they came into their own in the '90s. That was the breaking. They were like, "I'm fucking tired of this cookie cutter shit. I'm coming out angry. I'm coming out with fucking rage." And that's what it was. '90s was a big like, "Fuck you, mom and dad" kind of time period. That's what I saw as a young child, nonetheless being a teenager in those days. And I shocked you tonight when I told you Kurt Cobain was in a hair metal. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. That's Did you cool. know Pantera too? No. Yes. What? You they know Pantera's started... coming back on tour. Yes. Well, not the real, not the no, real. No, not Pantera, the real one, of course. But of course. no, back in the day, they were more of a hair metal s type band. They got Phil. They did this record called Power Metal, his first record. First record with Phil. So, yeah, so they did Power Metal, which is a little bit heavier. Mm -hmm. I met Dimebag in a club in Dallas. No fucking way. I saw a a guitar pick. No way! Yes, it says Diamond fucking Daryl is pink. That's fucking awesome. And. You framed that shit. The next year, they come out with Cowboys from Hell. Wow! Or maybe two years. But my friend, my old roommate in college, mm-hmm. lived in Dallas, knew the Abbott brothers, would interview. I, we would be in the dorm room. He was talking to Vinnie Paul. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. How On cool. Cowboys. Oh, how fucking cool. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how some of these bands that turned mm-hmm. like Nirvana yeah. and Prentera that uh-huh. went totally left uh-huh. created almost a genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nirvana yeah. created a genre. Oh, grunge. I mean, there were bands like Screamy Trees, a little bit before them. Mm-hmm. Didn't get the notoriety. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have allergies. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, let me do some coke, mate. <laughs> no, my nose itching like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, anyways, so it's interesting how they morphed into, they found their own yeah, at that one point. Yeah, of course. Point. Because mm-hmm. 
Diamond Daryl was mm-hmm. a huge Kiss fan. Mm-hmm. So the early Pantera stuff was more melodic, hard uh-huh. rock stuff. I wouldn't say hair metal, but hard rock stuff, uh-huh. a little bit heavier than that. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Cowboys, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's full on, mm-hmm. we're a metal band. You know? Well, that's true artistry if you think about it. Somebody who can take their influence and not piggyback off. They can get the influence, but completely let that shit soak in and then create something completely just their own. Oh, yeah. I think that's true artistry and in, in music, musically, in its rarest form. That's, that's exactly what it is. Do you know Anthrax? Of course I know Anthrax. So, interesting thing about Anthrax is they were pretty much a pure thrash band being the big four in the very beginning and then they hire this singer Joey Belladonna mm-hmm. that loves Journey and he has this beautiful voice mm-hmm. they can sing melodic music yeah. or whatever uh-huh. and they blend the two and they created something too uh-huh. Scott Ian's a prick Scott Ian is a prick <laughs> you guys know the story <laughs> but he was just shit to my daughter what? And his wife called him out. Long story. I'll Holy tell you another time. Shit. And Dave Mustaine's a prick too. Ah, from damn. Mustaine. I met pricks. him too. Stop being a prick. Stop being pricks. Stop We're it. fans. We're fans. Yeah, exactly. Don't fuck your fans. Yeah, it wasn't for us. I wouldn't be shit. So fuck y'all. This is true. I mean, love y'all, but fuck y'all. <laughs> gonna play some Alice in Chains. Let's play some fucking Alice in Chains. So, you're, you've done your hair metal, mm-hmm. you've done your 90s stuff, mm-hmm. you've done your, well, you've done grunge. Mm-hmm. So, when you get out of grunge, uh-huh. where does Brit's head go musically? Jesus, well, music totally was fucked in the late 90s. I grew up in an age, um, er, when I was able to really encompass what music was. What, 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 let me ask you this. So, my first show was... Okay, I grew up on Kiss, the Beatles, mm-hmm. Beach Boys, mm-hmm. Elvis. When Elvis died, I cried. I was it was like I was like eleven years did old. Did you hear about Lisa Marie? Yes, I didn't really. It's really sad. It didn't really bother me as much. As it's just sad, you know. Dog. You know. Yeah, TCB. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, but yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then I was in my car, uh, my brother's car, and I heard. I want to say I heard Crazy Train for the first time. I heard Van Halen, You Really Got Me. Oh, I heard yeah. a Rush. 
Uh-huh. And I'm like, Rush, don't get me my started. My little dick got so hard. <laughs> I was like, this is the music that I'm going to pursue. Oh, yes. And so I, then I heard Dio with Black Sabbath, like oh, you mentioned yes, about. Oh, yes, Dio. I love yeah. my fucking Dio. Love you, Dio. Call me anytime, baby. He's dead. Oh, shit. He'll call you from the grave. Bullshit. Well, that's the best one if you want to talk about Ozzy. Sounds from the grave. I just got a Ouija board, babe. Hey. I love are you a big deal, fan? I'm big. I'm a big 80s hair metal fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, the guy that does all my original music mm-hmm. was with Dio for six years. His name is Tracy G. You have to check out an album called Strange Highways. Okay. I tell you what, we're going to play some Dio era Tracy G. Hell, yeah. How about Jesus and Mary? Okay, I'm down. Tracy joined Dio. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm gonna fuck your shit up. It's not gonna be melodic anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's gonna be heavy like Sabbath." No, he yeah. He fucking did it. The fuck heaviest yeah. guitar player Ronnie Dio ever had. Hell yeah. Uh, and Tracy, thank God, is a good friend of mine. So and he writes all our music. Oh fuck yeah. So great guy. Hell so yeah. all right. So we went on a lot of tangents mm-hmm. there in yeah. like a five minute span yep. or mm-hmm. two minutes, I maybe thirty seconds. I love it. You guys need to get the fuck on track. <laughs> what, what What are you going to do about it? I got a timer right here. For what? McKee says that... Uh, fuck. Oh, break. Hey, John, go pick up my prescription for my ADD medicine. I think he's jerking off to you right now. Jesus. Finish already. <laughs> was it good? Was it good for you? Was it, was, was it good for you? It was good for me. Oh, God, why do I have to shit right now? Right now. <laughs> he's hey. weird. I told you he's fucking weird. I, I'm I, still I, at I work. I don't want to bring him. It's in the contract. I'm obligated to bring him. I'm still at work, John. I got plenty of towels for you, babe. Okay? I'm just going to give them to, for you to wash. They're going to be like boards. Yeah, I know, yeah. So he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. I mean, 
Paige, have you ever had a guy come in your brewery wearing a jock? Uh, no. Okay, well, don't God let... Bless, thank God. You should probably put a sign up, don't let John in our brewery. Yes. Oh, no, no. John, John would not be allowed. Not, yes. not in a million years. <laughs> yes. so, John and his jocks. <laughs> Jack and John. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we're... <laughs> we, fuck John. He does this every fucking time. Fucks up my head. Um, so we were talking about the 90s. Like, yes. I was brought up the so, 90s, the evolution of music. Yes, evolution. So grunge, you're out of grunge. Mm-hmm. What is, do you go to power punk or pop punk or what do you go to? Do you go to, oh, wow, the classic bands are coming back. Mm-hmm. It's 2000 something. Or do you get heavier? Do you go like in flames? Do you go to bands like that? no. I was a vulnerable child and I was one of the products of boy bands. Oh, my God. Because the late 90s, you, you have the... Um, you have the, the it was it really shifted music from mid 90s to 2000 yeah. it really changed i mean you still had uh, ogs coming out with their music like prince they were still coming out with them like you know 99 they were still coming out with their great music but it really shifted into a very um sexual you know sexual music 2000s was all about a lot of hip hop a lot of punk like not punk but hip hop and um pop and it was very vulgar you had 112 you had the evolution of all the hip-hop artists that were dying out or actually literally figuratively dying and uh changed into a whole pop scene so as being being 12 years old uh it's 2000 it's 12,000 it's 2000 i'm 12 years old my first concert was backstreet boys and uh, of course, I had my boombox with my CDs. I had no doubt Tragic Kingdom, no which doubt. let me tell you, that is my shit. No I will doubt? stand by Gwen Stefani. No doubt. Oh yes, just because of the story. Do you know the story with No, no. Doubt? So Gwen Stefani, being the bad bitch that she is, uh, I believe the bassist player, she was involved with him since she was a child. Best. Best friends. Uh, best friends became lovers. They wanted to settle down. And, uh, he wanted to settle down and have a relationship, marriage, and kids and things of that nature. She was getting into her prime. She got into an amazing band. They got pop- very popular very quickly off the bat because it was post-grunge. Yeah. You know, they, weren't, they weren't grunge. They were punk. But in a different classification of punk because punk was 60s and 70s. It was not... The punk that we knew from what New York Dolls, you know, Misfits, Pistols, Sex Pistols, exactly, way different. A little bit of a reggae background to it. So uh, they uh, they were together for a long time, and then um, they actually split up the band. Uh, Well, not split up the band; they split up, and that was Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom is based off their relationship. Oh wow! Okay. They got into like right when they became very popular. And they started like doing shows and for the national broadcast. That's right when the album dropped. They broke up, and but they were together for 20 years after oh. that. Oh wow! Yeah, but there was just you know conflicting you know, parties and that. But um, so no doubt, lots of hip hop and pop pop came in, and uh, yes, I was definitely a product of it. That was my first concert. Backstreet Boys. Yes. You love my friend Trudy. I was, her, I, I was. She three. has a B two B. Tattoo really? on her wrist. Jesus. You've met Trudy, haven't you? 
Yeah. Spike hair? Yeah. Blonde? Yeah. yeah. So, you know. I like, wish I could have seen them. Uh, honestly. Because you have to love them. Oh, of course. You have to love them. Oh, of course. I mean, look, like, look, I'll have, say they AJ. Some, they have some they do, and I remember I remember being ten years old. It was the I t- so I turned ten in August of that year, and it was ninety eight. Turned ten, I got a TV for my room. It had the VHS and in, inside the TV. You were fancy. Oh, uh, that's I, old school shit. Oh uh, man, I remember I patted another box. I was like, "What is this?" Open it up, and I was like, "Of course, being a spoiled child, I was like, is that it?" <laughs> Envelope passed my way. Two tickets to the Backstreet Boys. I was three rows up, and I swear to God, AJ, you winked at me. <laughs> and that was my first concert. Yeah, that was good stuff. And I, yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was dance music, you know. Well, you know it's interesting because when my daughter grew up, mm-hmm. it's the Wiggles. <laughs> but after the Wiggles, I guess she wanted to be Daddy's Girl. So I got her into classic rock, Zeppelin, Stones, Beatles. And then I got her into hair metal, like Winger, Warrant, you know, the band Dawkins, all that. And then she never really gravitated to the heavier stuff that was into, like Mm -hmm. Priest, Maiden. Of course. And even heavier. Mm -hmm. So if it's melodic, she was good with it, but if it got too heavy, no. Mm -hmm. But the older she got, like when she hit like Mm 16-ish, It turned into more R and B, rap, yep. stuff like that, and that's what she stays with. But mm-hmm. there are times where she has her classic rock. Mix of course, with. she loves Zeppelin. It's yeah. one of her favorite. Bands. Oh yeah, uh, I know every album. I got all the discography, and I can play most of it on the ukulele, which okay. is honestly, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but toot toot, motherfucking toot. I can play Zeppelin on ukulele. It's a lot harder because there's a shit ton of B chords. Yeah. And Jimmy Page is completely hard to follow considering that he had a double neck guitar and he also had a violin, but what is it, boa or whatever. Yeah. He pull out from his back and sway the guitar. I, that man is a magician. And he was so Wonderful. fucked up at that point. He doesn't so even know what hot. he did. It, <laughs> I would fuck him re- right now. Uh, right now. Hi, my name's Jimmy, not John. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I just came again. Oh, fuck. Oh, John, hey. get the fuck off the deal. You can watch, John. <laughs> I just hit a button. No. I have a button to cancel him. So. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. Paige is, like, about to throw up. <laughs> How old is your daughter? 19. Because you were saying, like, your first concert back to Boys. Yep. My dad was the one that got me into music. The first song I remember hearing was uh, Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? By The Sweet? Yes. And Carnival 9, First Impression Part 2. Those are the first two songs I ever remember hearing. And the um, first concert I ever saw was ZZ Top, and I saw it three times. Oh, okay. I love ZZ Top. The first two concerts I saw was ZZ Top and Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Whoa. Oh, shit. wow. Nice. Love nice. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And oh, I've seen yeah. him two or three my dad and I, like, whenever I was a teenager, so I'm 26, um, when I was a teenager, I went to, like, all of the classic rock shows I could. Oh, like, yeah. I've seen, like, Deep Purple. I've seen Robert Plant. You've I've seen, seen Deep Purple? Yes. I saw Deep Purple. I saw Roger Waters. I saw Roger, uh, Robert Plant. Like, I've, I've been to, like, all the good shows. And I went to, like, cover bands and shit. Like, we went to, like, all the freaking shows. Oh, I have, like, so shirts good. from all of them. 
I literally yesterday saw like a pop up on like my like memories. Uh, it was five years ago. My dad and I would see G3. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, guitars. Joe Satriani, uh, John Petrucci from Dream Theater, and, and Phil Collin from. Uh, oh, Steve from I Def- wasn't on that one. No, Steve I wasn't on that one. But uh-huh. it was it was Joe Satriani who oh, I Phil also Collin remember surfing Def- with the Alien was one yeah. of the first albums I ever listened to. My dad was big into like the guitar and stuff like that. So that was five years ago. He and I went to that show. It was Aww, freaking amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's it was such awesome. a good show. So I got That's to go see a lot of really cool things. I went and saw them all with my dad. And, and it got to a point where I dragged my dad to all those shows. Oh, like, yeah. my dad was not really like a concert guy. But the only band that I wish I could have seen was Emerson Lake and Palmer. Because I never really? got a chance to see them. And wow. I loved them. Interesting. So much. I've never. I've done. That's, so that's different. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, taught my, I took awesome. my daughter to ACDC, so one of the last shows with Brian Johnson before he we got kicked out. We tried to get out. tickets to that. And we yeah. yeah, I took her to Sabbath, the last tour with Ozzy. Oh, wow. I wanted to take her to Rush, but Genghis oh, and I went to that. Yeah, that'd been so wonderful. So I, t- I tried to introduce her to all these classic bands. Mm-hmm. She was going to see Maiden, which I wanted her to see, oh, but yes. she couldn't. She was sick at the time, so mm-hmm. didn't get to see Maiden. And now she didn't want to go see them, so ah, yeah. too bad. But Please. she saw some classic. But she's seen the Stones too. She's seen ZZ awesome. Top as well. That's so awesome. well, that's it's, what awesome. that's what yeah. awesome dads are for, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's technically not not putting it on parents. I'm not a parent, but I will say, as parents, that is your fucking like like obligation to teach your youth fucking good music because good music. There is yeah. some good music out nowadays, but it does not exist the way it used to. Right, right. And it is our y'all's, y'all's job and our, the, the older generation that are still familiar with it, to teach our youth about fucking great music. Right. Because it will just go to the wayside. And I am one of those, like, I was raised with all the good music as well. I'm always going to teach the youth. I, I saw some girl that was 18 one time at a cafe that I worked at. She had a cage, okay, cage the elephant. Not r- classic rock or anything, but she was 18 years old. I had a, cla- a fucking cage the elephant denim jacket on. And I was like, listen, cage the elephant. I was like, how old are you? And she was like, 18. I was like, you keep it going, baby. You keep it going. But was, did she did she listen to him? Yeah. Oh, okay, good, No, good. big fan. Like, she could actually tell me songs. That I okay, hadn't good, even good. heard of it. I was like, well, damn, I'm in my 30s. Like, was that piss you off when you see, like, pop stars or actors that are like doing this and they're wearing like Motley Crue or they're wearing something vintage and they don't even know who the fucking band is. Uh, most of, if they don't know, yeah. Because it, it's, it's just, it's just sad because you go with what the day and age, like right, uh, right. you're always going to have your Nirvana fans and things like that. But then you, they don't know what the real, like, yeah. The message was. They and just they're not know. a fan. Yeah, they, and it's, it's also like, mainstream. Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to wear this. Exactly. I like the design. The Bleach album for Nirvana, for instance. Not everybody knows the Bleach album. And they know the mainstream songs that are posted on our songs. I will say, I will shout this out to the day I die. I'm born and raised in Houston. Born and raised in Montrose. But Houston's radio stations play the mainstream shit constantly and they don't ever give anybody else a chance whether it's a youth or the elderly they never give anybody else a chance to under to, to hear their other music right. just the yeah. just the names they used it. to years ago 
There's one in, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, There's no, one no. in Alvin. Alvin Community College has yes, a radio they show. Yeah, yeah. They have their show and they play album deep cuts. And I grew up in like Meadville, Richmond area and I could just barely get the station out there. And I remember the day I found it, I was like, they were playing album songs of these bands that I loved. And I literally, I have an entire bookshelf in my bedroom at home with CDs mm-hmm. for albums. I would listen to CD on CD. Like mm-hmm. literally in my car, there's like mm-hmm. 10 CDs of different mm-hmm. shit. And they would play the album songs that mm-hmm. you don't hear. Yeah. And I was like, how beautiful is that? But it's mm-hmm. also, it's it's community supported and it, mm-hmm. it's state supported because yeah. they're from the college uh-huh. and then it gives people jobs and everything. So it's supported in a different way. It's not supported mm-hmm. by ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that is fucking beautiful. Yes. And I love listening to that. KPFT does have Yeah, too. KPFT does amazing. There's also, like, I think, believe it, like, 92.4 or something like that. It was, like, yeah. Bollywood or something like that. Yeah. Houston has a very short range of music that they give catering to the demographic of people, which is unfortunate. But if you go outside of Houston, if you're, like, you're, you're traveling from Houston to Austin, for instance. Yeah. Every single station is music that you haven't heard, and it's such a diverse station of music. Like uh, so many different stations that you don't hear on, like 94.5 The Buzz. You know, 101 KLO. Used to be. What happened? Or 97 Rock. Do you remember that? It used to be a rock station. Yeah, years ago. Oh, you ladies are too young. (laughs) I know it used to be the best rock station in town. Better than 101. Of course. And this, this is my weird, very weird flex. Is um, I was such a big Led Zeppelin fan as a kid. Literally, my room had six Led Zeppelin posters in it, in addition to all the other posters. Mm-hmm. I would email them every day because you request any song you wanted to. Of course. So I would email them, and I built up a rapport with them. And they would just be like, oh, like, hey, like, my email address was Princess Pagey, so they just called me, like, Princess Page, whatever. <laughs> Stupid. Like, I was, like, I was genuinely 16. My dad, actually, on my 16th birthday, my dad emailed them. and was like, hey, like, I'm her dad. It's her birthday. Can you, like, tell her, like, happy birthday? Like, oh, hell yeah. It was so cool. I was That's actually sitting awesome. outside of Buffalo Exchange, and my dad was like, oh, no, we're listening to the let out. And I was like, we can go inside. Like, I can miss the corner. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, and they said it, it, was, it was such a big thing for me, and I was so excited. And so, like, they would, like, every night, they'd be like, hey, Paige, like, here's your, like, get the letter, whatever. Like, oh, I loved hell, it. Yeah. That happened for, like, genuinely, like, six months. Holy and then it shit. switched format. They played uh, Frankenstein by Edgar Winterman. Yeah. Um, and then they played Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. And then... They came on the radio with, I, I honestly, I forget what it's even called now, so I three seven something else. It's, it's, uh, it's the beat. It's hip hop yes. now. Yeah. They, they were like, it's nine three seven the beat. And they played Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Oh, wow. Holy like, shit. What a train. What just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They Crazy train. <laughs> finished. And then Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus came on. And I was like, what the fuck? And I went to my dad because I think it was like I think it was like 17 at this point. I was like, "There's something weird going on." And my dad was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. He's like, "They switched formats." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Is this a joke?" And he's like, "He's like, check it in an hour." And I checked it, and it was still the same thing. And he's like, "I don't know how to tell you this, but that happens." And I was like, "Yeah, that's why." It's really sad. Honestly. No, 101 turned into I a Tejano station yep. overnight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah. I yep. legitimately cried because I heard the change. I was like, like Frankenstein, Edgar Winter, mm-hmm. old time rock and roll, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, and I was just like, you're like, what the fuck? The fuck just happened? <laughs> I cried. I was like. Because I was so attached to it. Because I listened to it every single day. Like, it was so important to me. Like, it, I had a real connection to it because I felt like it was important. Like, I felt like I was a part of it, you know? And that was where, like, all of my, like, classic rock knowledge came from. And, like, mm-hmm. I could tell you every single song from the first note that mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, I was so attached to them. And then it was like, well, damn it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would listen to The Eagle only, not because I didn't like them, but I would listen to them only whenever it, like, would go on commercial. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how 106.9 and 107.5, which yeah. used to be the oldies, yeah. uh, they now play Foo Fighters as classic rock. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's like, like really? It's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. It, it's, really, it's like, wow. It's unfortunate that Houston, uh, Houston alone, I'm born and raised so I can talk shit as much as I want about Houston. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. There you go, Alan. Give me a high five on that one. Fuck yeah. Who, so, who's Alan? I have no idea. I've had two new enemies. I bet you uh, breach your contract. <laughs> All right, John. Okay, uh, we, we're not going to pay you for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's just unfortunate with how Houston caters to a demographic. It's a huge rat race right. here in Houston. We're constantly going to and fro. But if they, if they just gave us a little bit extra, like, fix our fucking potholes. And give us good music. Potholes and fucking heights suck cock. Yeah. <laughs> and mantras. I hit one today on Shepard. Like, I was going to the grocery store, and I was yeah. like, huh? No, it's a fucking conspiracy. You're like, it is a conspiracy. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to save my... I'd like to have a car tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or alignment. Yeah. Something. Something. Exactly. But it's just sad that, that we, we cater to building and infrastructure and quotes but they don't give us what we really need to sustain the fucking day in and day out rat race. Give us good music. Right. Give give us fucking like you know. I give have a us question for you though. In YouTube page. Yeah. So I was a terrestrial radio guy. Went to satellite radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dumped that and then was iPod the old mm-hmm. school right? right. And then I never had. Now one. I'm Spotify. I make right. my own playlist, mm-hmm. and that's all I listen to. Mm-hmm. Unless Same. I want to listen to me, mm-hmm. which y'all can too, at therightdrop.com. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys being younger, I mean, you're talking about terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. You are as well. Yeah. I'm like all Spotify in. I, mm-hmm. I swore. I said one day. I said I'm never gonna fucking do streaming, but that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So. What do you do, Brett? And then, Paige, I'll be curious to see For what sure. you do. For sure. Well, I started off with Napster. I mean, let's let's be LimeWire, girl. LimeWire, yeah, Napster. Yeah. Good I mean, music. Forget about it. I mean, yeah. I didn't have a burner, but if I ever went to a friend's house and they had the burner, I was like, hey, do you mind if I get on the computer? It'll be five minutes. I was on that bitch for like two and a half hours downloading every had song. The Oh, uh, you did? Yeah. All we my friends. Me too. Me too. All my friends had the bar- burners. And, so and you have all the, like, uh, yeah. like, CDs. Like, the, like clear, yeah. the clear covered yeah. yeah. discs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I would, I got so crazy, I used to buy the little things. I would print the covers to put on the CDs. Oh, that's oh, fucking, bu- that's fancy. badass. Yeah, that's uh, badass. I'm that hardcore. That's badass. Mine was in Sharpie. <laughs> and mostly, I mostly by a person who they, like couldn't write. So I was oh, just yeah. like, well, I'm just going to fucking listen to this song because I don't know what number two and ten is. So yeah, yeah. let's do it. But yeah. 
so sorry, what do you what do you listen how do you get your music now is it streaming through service is it uh cds well, or is it terrestrial I, radio I just got my my iPhone for the first time. It's iPhone 10 by just, you know, generations of people who just gave their way. You know, family plans. They, they get the brand new iPhone. They're like, oh, I'm just going to throw this one away. I'm like, a bitch, I've been working with the Android for, like, forever. Give me the iPhone 10. I'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, so Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify. I have Spotify. Um, it started there. It actually started in 2009 because I'm the product of social media. Yeah. I was right there with MySpace, had it for two or three years before Facebook came into play. I had it too. Had Facebook, and then uh, when Pandora came out, the first album that I actually followed was Thievery Corporation, and it was in the same time frame as MGMT. I was 21 in 2009, so it was a big shift. Like I was turning 21, and like this, like cool LSD psychedelic music came out not in like the not in like the Jerry Garcia way right. not in the Grateful Dead LSD psychedelic yeah. way it was like a more like electronic style yeah so that Facebook uh, Facebook turned into Pandora and then Pandora turned into Spotify and that's Spotify for about past like five years and it's been wonderful it's been great I mean anything you can think of is yeah, there yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. Paige so I actually, whenever, so my family didn't let us drive till we were 18, so it wasn't really relevant. I used to just listen to radio. Uh, I got my car whenever I was 18, and most of the time I would listen to the radio, and I listened to like 93.7, and I would do all of that, uh, but I also kept CDs in my car. Okay. So it was like, and, and I'm just talking about like driving and like daily stuff. I would just go into my room pop a CD in. I literally had like a little stand on top of my stereo that I would pop the CD into. Yeah. So I knew exactly what was in the in the, the CD changer, but I didn't let us change the CDs because I didn't want to like damage the sure. CDs. Uh, then I got uh, I got my dad to get Amazon Music for the family because that was whenever the, the Echo devices were new. And I was like, hey, like, let's get Amazon Music, like, like Prime, whatever, like, the better version, like, the paid-for version. Yeah. And I used that for a long time um, until I had a, a boyfriend, a late boyfriend of mine. Um, he, uh, he had Spotify, and I was so attached to, like, Amazon Prime Music because I, I knew how it worked. And he's like, you need to switch to Spotify. And I was like... I don't want to, and then I finally, I finally converted to Spotify, and now I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's fine, like, it, it does everything I need, and I have, so I have an older car, so it doesn't have any Bluetooth, so I have, I have this, like, very weird, like, converter that plugs mm-hmm. into, like, my aux cord that Bluetooth yeah. my phone, mm-hmm. and uh, that broke, and I had to buy a new one, I had to find a new one that I wanted to buy, and so, like, literally last month, I had, like, three days where I was listening to, like, Terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. God, God, <laughs> yeah, no I'm so sorry. Yeah, I get rid of cars. Yeah, made me so sad. Is this is also very random? I listened to one terrestrial radio that was that was good, and it, it's good because of personal connection. It was the one coming from uh, TSU. Mm-hmm. My uncle actually hosts a show on there three days a week for a couple of hours. It's a job. Oh, that's show. awesome! Oh, hell yeah! Cool. And he just started doing it. And so my aunt texted me, and he started doing that. 
very outside of what we're talking about, but that that's very outside of this, but, like, listening to just regular radio, trying, like, mm-hmm. like, I don't care what I listen to, I just, can it not be commercials for, like, 20 yeah. minutes straight? Like, well, yep. Mm-hmm. Do you get sick of the, not to bang on a local guy, but Rod Ryan, the, the, the Rod Ryan guy, the Rod Ryan show? Uh, I mean, he used to be kind of cool, I guess, a little bit, and then now it's just, like, annoying. I, I guess cringe. I'm, well, a, I'm, some a of the fan, shows I'm a fan of Rod Ryan, except for it's on the weekends. They their um their sponsorships and the people yeah. that they uh, are very right wing and yeah. very conservative, and they advertise for guns and going shooting ranges. And instead of being just music affiliated, they have gone a bunch of sponsorships because of money. Yeah, and that's that's clear and, channel though. I feel like yeah, it's, it's not. I'm not trying to tell you that you're wrong. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's all driven yeah. by Clear Channel. Yeah. But, I mean, but at the same time, you're also sure. a DJ who is, you stand for one thing, which is music right off the bat. That's your first priority. For sure. But for you to do that, knowing the situation, I'm sorry, but I have my own set of Feelings and beliefs, yeah. and if I don't stand for that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that, regardless of my job, like you know. And he stands for that because it's a sponsorship, but at the same time, Main Street Music has fucking changed the words. Nothing about sponsored, regardless of who it is. Right. They have like some talk show, and it's like completely conservative and fucking shitty. And the last thing I want to do is listen. You already have Saturday and Sunday drivers, nonetheless being a Saturday traffic. With people like that, and you have to hear shows like that. Yeah. Well, we have I mean, to advertise for jocks on our show. Yeah. Because John. Oh, John. Yeah. It, I, I just, come on, John. Where you at? <laughs> Johnny Shawcash. Uh, so, uh, limited time this Saturday. Uh, we're going to have jocks on sale for about 50% off. They're uh, $250 right now, and uh, the jocks will be at $125. <sighs> John, enough. Just wash your balls, John. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> he just came again. His dick has been hard this whole this whole episode. It, it's getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> Put the dick just, away, I, John. I hit, I hit the button. So I'm so, I'm sorry. It happens on the show. Oh my god, dude. That went so south. You don't talk about advertisements when he's around. Okay, gotcha. Johnny's Stockhouse. Gotcha. I he has a John. couple of spots in the malls. Ah, uh, I get it. And then that's where the I get it. order came where he can't be around children. <laughs> oh no. Just weird. Let's we'll, we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. So anyway, ladies, we've gone on. We've had a great show. Mm-hmm. But Sorry I think I no, <laughs> not at all. No, I was just talking to him about fucking badass females who are in the brewery industry in Houston, and we fucking stick together. Oh, and yeah. you're a badass. You're a fucking top manager of a badass brewery. <laughs> so, what yeah. a, something I want to mention on the music end, and yes, you are a badass brew tender mm-hmm. as well as my yep. friend Brett here, mm-hmm. Jade, Emma. There's so many. There, there are so um, many wonderful ladies. Allie over industry. at Astronaut. Yep. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. around this area. Oh, yeah. There's so um, many badass girls. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think the thing that I found out of this show that was so interesting is you're both 
rooted in classic rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, she bring up like, Frankenstein, but Edgar Winter does fucking. I saw Edgar Winter mind. live before I saw Alice Cooper, and then saw Deep Purple. I saw them all. I've seen yeah. Alice Cooper three times. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know. No, no, but I mean, Brett was talking about classic that. stuff earlier from yeah. her upbringing. I think it's so awesome. And the, as a father, being I could be your dad's. Our dad, 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 daddy. Daddy. daddy, daddy, call me daddy, call me daddy, call me daddy, yeah, you're the best big brother. <laughs> it's just so cool that you guys are rooted in classic rock mm-hmm. and then you found your way with the music. Oh, most definitely. So, yeah. we're gonna, part two, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we'll dive in more. Let's do it into what. I'm totally done. 2000, 2000, and you're welcome to come page. For sure. Because no, this, yeah. this is fun. Yeah. It's a nice little sandwich. Yeah. Oh, you're in the middle. Jesus. Hell yeah. Oh. I never <laughs> thought I'd be in a sandwich between two ladies. <laughs> we all have clothes I on. I would have. <laughs> Very situation. I know. That's right. Cheers to that. Cheers. Clink. Yes. <laughs> all right, Brett. You're first. Wait. Pick your favorite song of the moment right now. Could be a boy band. It could be metal. It could be rock. It could be punk. It could be whatever you want. You do it. I'm going to say it's Hot Girl Bummer by Black Bear. Fuck you and you and you. I hate your friends and they hate me too. I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. This that hot girl bummer anthem, turn it up and throw a tantrum. This that hot girl bummer anthem, turn it up and throw a tantrum. This that throw up in your Birkin bag, hook up with someone random. This that social awkward suicide that by your lips and by your likes. I swear she had a man, but shit hit different when it's Thursday night. That college dropout music every day like that. She be too thick and my friends are all annoying, but we go dumb, yeah, we go stupid. This the 10K on the table just so we can be secluded in the Vodka came diluted, one more line, I'm superhuman Fuck you, and you, and you I hate your friends and they hate me too I'm through, I'm through, I'm through This that hot girl bummer anthem Turn it up and throw a tantrum Fuck you, and you, and you Don't know them. It is. It is. Uh, it, it, well, honestly, if you don't know that one, there's a also another artist called uh, Freddie Dread, and another song, Limbo. Uh, it's the indie electric hip hop. Um, it's so funny how the '90s had their rave time kind of died out in the 2000s because everybody was fucking mollied hungover and it kind of like settled Uh but now it has come back and I am one of those I am a fucking music snob and I will not listen to something if it's too fucking like you know trendy but a hot girl bummer is a badass song it's so good or Freddie Dredd Limbo if you hear this guy's voice Freddie Dredd you would think like you're not gonna when you see him and see how he's spitting out these words, it is not what you think by listening to him without seeing an image. It's completely awesome, off the wall, fucking great. Yeah, yeah, really good music. Britt, thank you for sharing. I mean, that's cool. We've never played anything like that on the show, and I appreciate that. We're doing stuff different. 
This is not the Gigas of Ragman show. This is a Ragman show, so anything flies. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, no, thank you for sharing. So Most definitely. We're going to throw the turntable over to Paige. Yeah, Paige. So Paige, your song of the moment, what, what are you digging? Of the moment is the song Sober by the band Let Down. They're actually a small band out of Nashville. I actually found that band on my Spotify playlist. Um, I was randomly working one Sunday. I got done with setup early and I was just sitting in the bar by myself and I randomly decided to look up if they were coming into town and they were coming upstairs to White Oak. Woo! In a week from that day and tickets were 12 freaking dollars. Oh yeah, hell yeah. And I saw them. The show was amazing. He is so fucking talented. Oh yeah. It's kind of, it's like rocky and the whatever, like the chorus hits, that drum beat and just like all of that. Hell like, yeah. It just sounds so good and oh, I am yeah. loving the band Let Down. Like they're so small right now and I'm like, me and my roommate actually Enjoy. him. Yeah. I'm like, he and I have not stopped listening to them since then and it, it is just, it is so the vibe. Like it is, oh, yeah. it is so right here right now. Alright, let's that. play it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Alright. Watching this world go crazy while we sleep I don't like it Talking while we eat I don't mind it Where you look at me I'm so inviting Tripping in the seat I'm not blind but I can't even see I won't like it's taking We have some different stuff here on the right to rock.com and the Ragman Show. As you know, things are different. Genghis isn't here to control me anymore. What? Did I say that? <laughs> Where'd he go? He's probably jacking off. Jesus. <laughs> He's in a prison in Romania, but that's uh, that's classified. Prison of his own cock. Yes, this that's is true. That's a good place to go. This is true. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I want to bring on a band that I've interviewed. I met them at Warehouse Live a few years back. They're from Australia, mate. Wow. They are. Crikey. 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 Let's put another shrimp on the barbie, mate. A shrimp on the barbie. Let's do it, mate. (laughs) Not all Australians say that. I've never actually heard an Australian say that. I love my Australians. Viva la Australia. But I will say, crikey, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So the band's called Hands Like Houses. Uh, They're very cool. Very kind of new. I would say metal it's hard to like put that genre together it's really heavy mm-hmm. but it's modern right yeah so, uh, the song called hurricane is so amazing uh, i met actually met the bass player at little woodrow's after the time then they played at warehouse live oh, hell yeah. so i'm gonna try to get them back on the show it's hell been a yeah. while uh, be awesome. but i think it's gonna be cool but this new single hurricane is so amazing i want to share with you guys so let's go
right, guys. We have had a full show. You've got oh. over an hour tonight of yeah. rats. <laughs> Britt. Blame it on the devil, Hazy. Yeah. Emma. And Paige. <laughs> We've had a lot of people tonight. Mm-hmm. But this is fucking cool. That's what happens when you do a live show with Ragman. You put the word out and people show up and they want to be on and they want to voice their opinion. That's so, right. oh, yeah. before we go, again, guys, thank you so much for the love. I appreciate everybody, your kind words, your kind thoughts, your kind comments. You can reach me at RTR Ragman on Instagram, right, the right to rock dot, uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> Send my co- if you hate me, just tell me. I don't care. But I fucking love you guys. And uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. But right now, we're going to do something. First time, two chicks and me are going to do this together. We're going to give you a horn up. We're going uh, to lick ourselves. Sick. So, hold on. I don't know if I'm that flexible. I need, you guys know, last show, I was naked. We're all three naked in a brewery. This is weird. Yeah. And it's closed. I mean, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I ain't got nothing much much to show, so. John started out naked, so yeah, it's, he it's did. really not good. He had the jock it's on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, the white beater and his well, jock. Well, of course. Now, oh, God, do not look in the booth. Do yeah. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're this. not looking that way. He's yeah. shaking his dick around here. Yeah. <laughs> this. So, anyway, we're, it's almost like we're doing strip poker. I love it. But we're, we can't see, each, well, I can see your boobs. Yeah. Y'all both have nice titties. Thank I, you. Can I say that? Thank you. Is that, is that Thank you. Okay. I don't want to be They're brown. Mine are brown. Brown. They're like, they're I, like cookies. Mine are pink. And <laughs> so, whatever. But you can't see my schwantz. I can't see your... Schwantz? What? Your puts, you call puss. it the schwantz? Oh, yeah. Or schwantz? I call it Stanley. Like the power Stan- drill. Oh! Oh! Okay. That's Meow. Dice. Meow. Inner dice guy. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but anyway, we're naked here. But before we let you go, we all want to give you three big horns. Precious than gold I come